Are you busy right now or no? Uh, no, no. It doesn't sound doesn't it doesn't sound like you're very busy. We're waiting on a truck to come in, but uh, what what do you got going on? You got half an hour for me? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'm sending you a link. Uh, okay, let me get to my computer and stuff. Okay, fresh go freshen up. We'll do. Okay. Bye. Did you talk to him already? Did, huh? you talk, did you talk to him about us coming on already? No, he's gonna be he's gonna be surprised. We're recording now. Cedric, how are you? Hey, what's up, man? Why you gotta be bummed out? Hey, I got a I got a question for you. Do you eat your chicken and rice with a fork or a spoon? Oh, a spoon, a spoon. Chicken and Do you rice eat chicken and rice with a fucking spoon? Yeah, listen. First of oh all, my, my chicken. First of all, my chicken is going to be cut up into small pieces, and yeah. um, and so I use my spoon like a shovel. Cause see, with a fork, you got little pieces of rice everywhere and shit. So. But you eat you eat long grain rice. You don't eat sushi rice. Is that why? Yeah, yeah. See, you like that sticky shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah, I eat regular rice. Yeah, I guess with a, if you're eating regular rice, you need a spoon. Yeah. All right, put these in order. Uh, skinny chick, fat chick, thick chick, muscular chick, skinny fat chick. Oh man! So it depends on what you. <laughs> man, you you really are trying to take my mind off this shit, huh? <laughs> so it depend. First of all, it depends on your hardware. It depends on what you're working with, and it depends on and it depends on what you're trying to accomplish, right? If it's just to look at, that's. That's gonna be a completely different order than if you, you know, trying to handle some business. So you have a different order for looking at, banging, yeah. and relationship. Yeah, yeah, because because some chicks, look, okay, I, I ain't gonna say chicks because that's like, you know, categorizing. But some bodies are great to look at, but not you know, like to no, see not them. functional. Walking down the street is nice to look at, but to see them walk into the bathroom. It's like ill, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I mean, think about it. So, this these girls might have real nice body on Instagram, but when you see them standing standing in the bathroom, they knock their knees touch. You know what I'm saying? And the shit look fucked up, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Versus a, a skinny chick might not look so hot on Instagram or walking down the street because she's skinny, but when you you know, doing yeah. that thing. All right, so look, you don't need as much hardware with a skinny chick because you ain't yeah. got that much meat in the way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you you can do more positions and stuff. You ain't got to worry about shit slipping out. You know. <laughs> but when you got this girl with this, with this big ass, you can't. You it's gonna slip out. You know, you can't really do much about it unless you unless you're working with a foot long. You know. Okay, so Seth, if, since you're just joining us now. Uh, last week on Bodybuilding of Bullocks, we had to list our type of woman. And Seth has, and, and, and Cedric has just made this extremely complicated. But mm-hmm. the order goes. <laughs> didn't, didn't sound too complicated. I'm not, I don't got a foot long, so I know what I'm working with. That's right. No, but the order goes, the order goes, uh, and, and you put them in your order, but the types we're talking about are skinny chick, and we're talking like rail skinny. Okay, skinny chick, okay. skinny fat, which is like, you know, the average chick. Um, fit, muscular, thick, and fat. See, and listen, you also got to think about the mental 
part of each one of these chicks too. Because a muscular chick gonna have completely different damn issues, you know, than a normal chick. You know, you gotta think about that too. So we decided, yeah. so, so Cedric, <clears throat> well, is, Cedric is saying that the list, that your order in your list is gonna be different whether you're looking at, banging, or dating. Yeah. Yeah, need to be oh, oh, for sure. Yeah, the, the because, mental because, the mental game plays a huge role. Yeah, huge Seth, role. check it out. So, so let's say you, sometimes afraid. Right. So let's Seth, let's say you dating this girl, and she's built like I don't want to say Playboy because they skinny, but like straight up strip club body. Here you are going to mm. the grocery store with this motherfucker and you know trying to go to church and shit and she all voluptuous you know you don't you don't <laughs> want all that attention you know with with no regular girl you going to the parent teacher conference you know <laughs> the janitor and shit looking at your woman you know okay well let's let's can we get some orders this okay so let's just say what's the order if you're just looking oh just looking hey yeah what's the order put them in order put, put give me your top three or put them all in order what's if you're just looking now, when you say muscular, how muscular are you talking? Are you we're talking, talking like we're talking like body, like 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 bodybuilding, like women's bodybuilding, or like women's physique, like that kind of that kind of muscular, and like lean too. Lean too. Yeah, yeah, lean too. Say so what you think. <laughs> because I so get intimidated. I get intimidated by muscular girls. Man, I be checking. I be looking at their calves and looking at my calves, and I'm like, man, this motherfucker bigger than me. I remember. I remember that we used to work at we used to work at expos, and girls would walk by and. You know, most guys are like, oh, look at that girl's ass, whatever. Cedric would be like, look at that girl's calves. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to make me feel inferior in more yeah. than one way. It's not yeah. going to be good. It's not going to be good. Yeah, man, you sitting here trying to hit it from the back and, and her damn lower back fucking flex still looking better than yours and shit. You can't stay in the mood like that, man. <laughs> You'll be like, God damn it. I'm going to do hyperextensions. I'll see you later. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Done. Okay, Seth, what do you think? What do you think? Let's let's start with an easy one. What about okay, relationship? Is there an order or doesn't even matter? It's like more personality than anything. For like a relationship, uh, you know, what's, for, what's the order? I've been in a few I've been in a few relationships and I'm in a fucking great one now. And Hannah's pretty voluptuous. She's got some curves on her. She's mm. got huge tits, which uh they intimidate me. Um, I was never a huge tit guy, but now I am because I've never <laughs> had them and they're a lot of fun. Uh, hey, but this, like, this the, the is, is a, what's that? I say, we're going to ask you this question again in a year and see what you say. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the, one of the, one of the, one of the categories, one of the categories I added last week was skinny with big boobs. Cause that's my wife. So I'm like, that has to be a category. Cause like, I like the skinny with big boobs. Mm-mm. You know they're all fun. I mean, I I, I kind of look at me like you know I'm not the I'm not the biggest guy in the in the world. You you I think you all know that. However, I can pack a mean punch if I need to. I'll get the job done. I'll beat the shit out of the sides. I might not hit rock bottom. <laughs> I'm gonna beat the sides up. I'm gonna do a good job. First of all, you guys need to, need to quit looking at women in such a subjective manner. Oh, know? I know, I know, because you're so fucking. Okay, so look, Fuad, it can't be it can't be big boobs because big boobs need a lot of maintenance, and over time, gravity gonna take over, and they're gonna, you know, start dropping. And I don't mind. So I don't mind. I don't mind a little bit of hang. That's okay. Okay. Well, see. You Middle Eastern, but you kind of white though, like with your personality. Well, so, uh, Luke used to call me. <laughs> Luke used to call me a Cadbury egg. Yeah, yeah. 
It's like yeah. you're brown on the outside, yeah, yeah. white on the inside. Yeah. Because if I, I like, because if, if I just talk to you on the phone, I, I'm like, nah, this one, he, he ain't, he ain't Middle East, you know. He's white. So I can understand. Hey, and Seth probably like big booze with the veins and the blue veins. You can see on the he like that shit. Yeah. See, I like the I like the athletic build with kind of medium to small boobs. You don't like that. Like, I've seen what you like. You don't like the athletic build. Yes, you I like do. you're you're borderline fat. Wait a minute. Let me tell you something. There's a difference between taking what you can get <laughs> at the time and what you prefer if you go order something. That's the oh, difference. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so we still don't have your order. Can you give us an order, please? Okay. So let me just say this: if it's if it's relationship long-term relationship i prefer not real skinny but i'll say normal because over time as yeah. we change and shit like that like i said it, it requires less maintenance if you get a chick that's stacked up right now she she's a future fat girl you know for sure mm, you know she i can see that she's a future fat girl and that's going that's going to be issues later and it's cool if you get fat too but then y'all just going to be two fucking butterballs and you know yeah you know, that's a whole nother thing. But uh, I, so I prefer normal because that's best for all situations. She ain't never going to embarrass you. And even though when we young, we like eye candy. As we get older, I think it's like, all right, you know, then you're going to be like, why the fuck you got to dress, you know, looking like that when we're, all we're doing is going to soccer practice for the kids. You know what I'm saying? And you, you know, shit like that. Right. Yeah. So okay. I, and plus, I think girls with normal bodies and normal looks they don't try to be seen as much as girls that just all the way stacked up. You know, I think they really, and that's, that's, come on, that's us categorizing and stereotyping. So I hate to attach a personality to it, but the majority of the women that's got amazing ass bodies, they they make sure everybody know how amazing their body is too. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Let's, let's change it to, let's change it to like a one night stand. What's your preference? Okay. I, I'm such a sentimental person. I can never have a one night stand. There has to be an emotional. It has to be an emotional connection. I can never. I can never do that. Now, contrary to what you may think of me, because I tell jokes, I'm very sentimental. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. If if someone offered me a one night stand, I would have to respectfully decline. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is not going to get answered. Obviously. Very gentlemanly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. No. No. Okay. All right, what's going on? Man, come on, man. I mean, it all, it, you got packaging, but then you got contents. And that's, you know, why man, over, why are you thinking it? Look, look, ask me, ask me. No, because you already got your shit figured out. You thought about it for a while. You know <laughs> I didn't, we answered the question like I read the question on the podcast, and we all answered it in five minutes. Yeah, I probably. You have to complicate everything. Everything with you is like a fucking maze. You're right about that, man. You know, and that's a bigger issue that I have too. I can't just do that because I'm, I'm checking the personality, man. And and this this person. Do you care about the personality if you're just banging? Yes, man. It matters because Why? just banging this motherfucker could be, could become a problem later because of the personality. Like seriously, <laughs> like I really, really, like like I could talk shit and be like, damn, she fine, but I gotta have something there. You know, I can't just, you know dip dick in something just because they look so good if you meet so if you meet a chick and she's dumb as fuck or she's got a shit personality you can't bang her no 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 because i can't get past that like we can what can we talk about nothing you know what i'm saying and what if, if you're just, not talking what if you meet her at the bar and you're drunk and you just like end up at her house i've never i've never done that in my i couldn't i could never do it like, so you gotta no you gotta be shit, i could never 
So you got to be able to have a conversation. Yeah, man, I'm real. I'm I'm real on that mental shit. Like I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna work on that mind for a few weeks and learn all about it, Seth, what you a, like and don't like. And Seth, what about you? Is he is he overcomplicating shit? Tell me he's overcomplicating. Tell me, tell me I'm not weird and he's weird because it's See, like y'all <clears throat> two probably used to get drunk as fuck and go party and do shit like that. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, pretty much. Cedric <laughs> yeah. does not want any stage five singers because yeah. oh. he's also gonna hold dicker. He's 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 not holding back. He's gonna give her all. He's gonna get to know her. He's gonna find out what she likes, what she don't like, and he's gonna play the shit out of her, and she's gonna fall in love with him. Yeah, that, he's a, gonna think like, "Yep, hold him hostage and feed him sausage." <laughs> I, I, I remember that. It's a plan. It's a fucking plan. See, it's I, a plan. I, so, who I, so it's like this. It's like this. What if something happens, and you're stuck with this motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? For whatever reason, it could be. You know, for whatever reason. You mean if you got her? You mean if you like you got her pregnant? It could be anything. It could be you get her pregnant, or you just never know what could happen. You know, I would want. You know, I wouldn't want to get with some shit that I regret later. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. I would rather for it to be somebody that I can at least be compatible with. You know, stuff like that. Not some shit I'm trying to hide from. You know. I think I think Seth understands what you're saying, but I don't think he practices what you're preaching. No, he don't, because I see how devilish his face is. This motherfucker, <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying to get fucked up and, and party like a motherfucker. <laughs> I, I did have that time in my life. I learned a lot, though. That's kind of why I don't do it anymore, but I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. You learn from experience in life. Seth and don't let nobody in. fucking know this son of a bitch. I've seen you in action. You can fucking schmooze a straight man into thinking that you're gay and <laughs> they love you. You're fucking phenomenal at it. Seth got a permanent <laughs> drunk face. Like he looked like he about half drunk right now, and he ain't. You know, he just, the last he, time, the last time he was on a podcast with me, not the last time, the time before, everybody thought he was high as fuck. <laughs> Everybody's like, Seth. Yeah. I think Seth's high. Hey, but you know what? No, it's though? actually just no sleep and stress. I, mm. But but. His personality, though, you could be around him and just talking to him, he make you happy just because he seemed happy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like, I like, I, that's that's why I, that's why I got him You're, on here, because it sounded yeah. like you needed some cheering up. Yeah, yeah. I Dude, I got to tell a story real quick about Cedric. Yeah. Uh, so everybody knows, not many people, I, don't, I haven't said this too many times, when we were sponsored at oh, Muscle shit. Tech together. Oh, shit. So this was back in the day. I got, we were doing an event together, and then I ended up getting stuck. We were stuck at the airport together. And I ended up, I wasn't able to fucking, uh, my card kept getting declined and I could not get on the plane. Mm. So Cedric came out of left fucking field, came over, paid for my flight and used his military discount to get my bags checked for free and get me on the plane home to the family. Yeah. That I was remember that. Still to this day, yeah, one of the greatest things that somebody's done for me. And I, I'll never fucking forget it, dude. Never. I don't remember that. Yeah. That's, I, I know you do. Like that though. I know you do. That, there's, there, <laughs> hey, hey, can you name some people who would have did? Can you name some bodybuilders that would have did the opposite? They would have lied, man. Well, I'll holler at you. Fist bump. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that way. He's got that way about him. That's how you are, Cedric. That's how. That's how you we are. We were. We were. We were out to eat, and that dude could make anybody blush. It yeah, didn't man. matter who the fuck you thought you were. It was intense. Oh, okay. You know what? See, you brought up a good point. Now, here we go, Fuad, because yeah. now this is something Seth taught me. So we eating hot wings, right? Yeah. I'm talking about the wet kind, the, the hot, I guess you call them buffalo wings. Yeah. Do you use 
fucking ranch dressing with your wings or not? Hot ass wings. Listen to me now, because this was. His I don't eat. I don't eat hot. I don't eat hot wings though. But if I was gonna, I would dip them in ranch. Okay, that, see that's stupid because you got a hot. This is what the motherfucker told me. He said no because when you dip it in the ranch, it makes it less hot. So that's I'm why like, I would dip it in the ranch. Get them hot then. Why get them hot? Because I would. But I wouldn't get them hot. But if I was gonna, I would dip them in the ranch because I don't like hot shit. Yeah, me, me too, me too. Right. So he got hot ass wings and dipping them in ranch. So just get some fucking ranch wings then. If you, I don't get it. So that threw me off. But okay, it's the, okay. It's the mix of flavors, though. It's the mix of the hot wing spice with the ranch. It's delicious. Okay, one more thing, because he did this. He did this dumb shit too. He ordered unsweet tea. He ordered unsweet tea, but then put sweetener in it. <laughs> so I'm saying, why not just get sweet tea? What's yeah, that, that's 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 different. Yeah, you should get the sweet tea. No, don't give me that shit, dude. Don't give me that shit. I'm short, fat, and white. I can't drink sweet tea. I'm not from the South. I don't have that in me. I can't order sugared tea. I put Splenda in it. Oh, so like, that's how it works. Like calorie-free sweet tea. Oh, okay. Oh, so oh. you do it for the calories. So he's, yeah, he's trying to diet. He's like secretly dieting. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, all the time. We go out to eat. We went out to eat in fucking Cedric. Every single place we went, it was, uh, he was already ordering, like sitting them down. The hostess would be like, oh, no, your waitress will be over. And he'd be like, well, tell her I would like a salad and, uh, and a big tall glass of sweet tea. Every yeah. fucking place. Well, hey, well, I, think then, Seth, I think Seth be lying on me, man. I don't remember this shit, man. Mm-mm. And then he would coerce, uh, he'd, he'd ask every single waitress, he'd get that girl so flustered, so flustered, and be like, oh, what's your favorite desserts? What do you guys have here? And the one place she goes, well, we have a famous big black brownie. And he's like, I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you are feeding right into this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she probably knew it, though. He has a, you have a way, oh. you have a way with girls like that, man. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, it's like, I don't, it's, it's everybody. Don't let you no. get around him for a fucking full yeah. dinner. You will think that you're going home with him later. Yeah, it's true. And I just tell jokes, man. That's all. But it's weird because you're like six fucking one, 300 pounds and girls aren't scared of you. No, now that's bullshit because, you know, <laughs> hey, so somebody asked me, man, you got a lot of girls hitting you up in your DM. And I'm like, fuck no, man. And I don't understand why. And, Somebody told me I was intimidated. <laughs> and so I, I said, well, maybe, you know, I mean, you know, um, maybe I look, I, I don't know, man. Maybe I look like a woman beater or something. I don't know. But no. uh, yeah, I don't get um, approached. I don't, I I don't know about, I don't know about online, but I remember in person. It's not, it's weird. Other bodybuilders scare people away. You attract people. So personality. It's almost like an energy. Yeah. 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 Maybe so. Maybe so. Because I do believe that that's true. Like, people can exert different types of energy and yeah. it attracts other people. You know, just like some people can exude, like, a negative energy in it and it pushes people away. You know what I'm saying? You know how um, you know how sometimes somebody will ask you, like, how you're doing? And some people are like, oh, my fucking day is this and that. And they start giving you, like, their whole, like, speech about how shit their day is. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> I used to see a therapist and he's like, look, I want you for, for two weeks. I want you, every time somebody comes up to you, Say hi, smile. If they ask you how you're doing, tell them you're doing awesome and your day's great and see what happens. And it fucking works. People were nicer to me. People were like more friendly. People were wanted to talk to me more. It's like, uh, like an energy you're giving off. 
did that make you feel better when, when you started doing that? Did it, you know? It did because I felt myself like I wasn't like giving my people my fucking problems all day long. Okay. You know what I mean, yeah. like when somebody asks you how you're doing and you all of a sudden just spew this fucking verbal diarrhea on them, it's like yeah. you kind of feel bad about yourself and you feel bad for them that you shit on them for like fucking yeah. a minute. Seth, you ever seen you ever seen a therapist, Seth? Uh, when I was in the third grade. Oh, yeah, that's Better than that, no. You, you were Did bad you, as what, hell in school. Wait a minute. You saw a therapist in third grade for what? Oh, it was, I went to a, uh, I went to a Catholic school. I used to be super anxious. I used to have a ton of childhood anxiety. I yeah. was an, I was like oh. the mama's boy that had separation anxiety and all this shit. And then the third grade teacher at the time was fucking the principal. So she would come in and she was going through a divorce. So she'd tell all the kids her problems and like wouldn't teach. And then I got super anxious. Cause like this lady had all these problems yeah. and I thought like I had problems at in the third grade. And then turns out like uh, everything was fine. It was okay. Wow. Hey, so, but, so I had to see a therapist in uh, uh, no, the fifth grade. No, no the therapy. Kind of, I just kind of went to wait. like. Cedric, wait, he cut out for a second. Go on, Seth. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Seth. He, he's, he's cutting in and out, I think. Oh, no, no. Uh-uh. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you got me now? Yeah, you're there now. Are you there? Okay. No, go ahead. You guys are good. Sorry, okay. Seth. So, so you were saying something more about your therapist. Like you said, everything's good now, but what now? Don't worry. You know, he, he, I think his, his internet. Oh, you mean me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Um, everything. I mean, I went through, uh, the most recent was my going through my divorce and then her being a, her being a drug addict and having to take care of the kids and become a single parent. That wait, was where wait, like wait, that slogan. Wait, 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 what? You haven't heard any of this story, Cedric? No. See, this uh -uh. is, the thing. you know, Seth, Seth, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're going to have to, after this shit, me and you going to have to catch up, man, because damn. But I think <laughs> this is part of your problem, Cedric, is you think everybody else has it like easy. And we all have uh, the same. Pro we all have the same problems you have. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever, you ever think uh, that? You know, I know we all have problems. I think the difference is how we react to the problems, based on our personalities. I think that's the that's the big difference. Yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is, I think, any, for everybody, right? Like one of the reasons I talk about anxiety on this podcast is because everybody, whatever your problem is, it always feels worse if you're the only one fucking going through it. True. Right. Once you know there's like a dozen, a hundred, a thousand, ten thousand other people going through the same shit you're going through, you're like, oh, maybe I'm not so fucked up. Maybe there's nothing wrong with me. Maybe I just need to deal with it. Yeah, because I look. So when I when I got hurt, the first person I thought well, the first person I thought about was Aaron. I was like, shit, this one he gonna be pissed or whatever. But I thought about you because I know how you know. There's been times where you were getting ready for shows and shit, and then all of a sudden you got a stupid ass injury or something come up. You know. Yeah. So I was like, how the fuck do he deal with that? You know, because I never had I never had that kind of stuff pop up. It's just me, you know, getting ready for a show and trying to navigate work and all of that. So the first person I thought about was you. And then when we talked and you said, yeah, let's get Seth on because, see, he hurt his tricep too. And I'm like, and, and I immediately said, okay, so I'm not the only one. And like you said, it, it don't feel like such a, such, a, such a small world, you know. So, so Seth, I don't know if you know, but uh, Cedric dislocated his hand and broke his collarbone. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I just saw it. Uh, what was it last night? Yeah. I saw it on a repo somewhere. So here, yeah. so here's the deal. So um, 
uh, a lot of people always ask too, oh, you know, especially soldiers and shit, how do you run your two miles in the army? How do you run? You're so big. I don't fucking have to run for the fitness test no more. It's been some years now because I'm pretty sure both of you guys know what compartment syndrome is. It's like when the fascia doesn't expand for the muscle as the muscle fills up with blood and shit, the fascia doesn't expand with it. And sometimes the fascia can, can rupture. It can, it can yeah. break. Yeah. Well, um, for that, you know, I have compartment syndrome in my lower legs, so I didn't have to run for the fitness test no more. So uh, I do the bike now. And uh, so when it's time for the fitness test to come around, I can, first of all, I can fucking burn the motor out on the stationary bike. I mean, because we do cardio, getting ready for show, yeah. you know, two hours a day. Yeah. So that's my time to shine. I love it. Um, but anyway, so I was fucking riding a mountain bike on a little trail out here. Actually, I snuck into uh, some deer hunting, deer hunting land, you know. And uh, so I'm out here riding and going down a hill and around a curve and somehow lost traction on the back tire, which drifted me off the hill. So here I am, <laughs> mountain bike off the fucking hill. Holy fuck. And the only thing you can think about is what is going to stop me? You know, because something's going to stop you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so when I came off the bike, I'm not exactly sure what I hit first, but I know I, I'm I'm in a curve to the left. I know I hit my left hip and my left shoulder. And at some point as I'm rolling, I think I tried to break my fall with my hand yeah, um, or, or holding on to the handlebar and going this way. So th the back part of my hand is what made an impact. I'm not even sure on what. So if you, if you look at my hand, the, these four fingers here, they sit on top of hand bones. Mm -hmm. Well, either the hand bone got pushed forward or the finger bones got pushed back because the finger bones wasn't sitting on top of the hand bones anymore. They can't, became dislocated. Mm -hmm. um, and so what the doctors had to do was Cedric, um, wait. stack everything back up. Are those surgery? Are those, are those stitches? That you're yeah, so, so here's what happened. So when, when I went to, I sent you some pictures of the first doctor visit. Yeah. Well, was, actually it was the second with the orthopedics. And she's, you know, because all I'm thinking about, I talked to you, all I'm thinking about is, fuck, man, I got to try to get ready for the Olympia. Um, I got to finish getting ready for the Olympia. And uh, which is something else I'll talk about later. Um, and the, the nurse said, you're not going to be able to put no pressure on this arm at all from your elbow down. Because any pressure you put on it is going to, it could potentially, oh, shit. Okay. It's me. I it got you. Potentially, Okay, I got you. It could potentially create a problem with all of the soft tissue damage you have connected to your your hand. Uh, so you're not gonna be able to do nothing. So here I am, like, uh, well, Fua, do you remember when Seth was promoting um, isolated fitness? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was his first first big promotion. First fucking thing I thought about those handless straps. So I'm like, you know, I had already ordered them. I had already ordered them. I said, so look, my friend used to, used to um, use some of these straps. I can put it around my forearm. I can do this and do that. She said, look, I got a video where I'm talking to her and explaining it. And she's like this, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. And every time she said it, I just went further and further down. I'm like, fuck. So, uh, so anyway, when I got to the surgery, granted, she told me you're not going to be able to do shit. He's probably going to put you in a hard cast to keep everything in place while the soft tears. I went, when I got there, you know, and, and all of us go through this. When you get to a hospital setting, once everybody sees your muscles, they get so interested, right? You know, it's, oh, wow, what do you do? 
And so I was talking to him and I said, listen, I'm begging you some kind of way to give me a soft splint, something to where I don't have to stay in a hard cast so I can keep moving my fingers so I don't have as much atrophy. Um, because I want to try to, you know, I want to try to compete. And I explained the straps to him and everything. He was like, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> he said, the only problem is we're going to have to go in here and weave some wire through your hand bones to hold them in place. If you don't wear a cast, we're going to have to, we're going to have to hold everything together with something. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. All I know is I didn't want this itchy ass cast on my hand. Then when I take it off, I'm looking like a peg leg. You know what I'm saying? I got one crackhead arm and one regular arm. I didn't so want wait a minute. You opted for surgery and wires to connect your bones okay. instead they of were, having a cast. Well, he said they were going to have to do surgery to get everything lined back up regardless. Oh, regardless. Okay. Okay. The difference is we can either use this. He said, if everything starts to slip out, I'm going to have to use wire regardless. He yeah. said, but if, if I can get it in there and hold it in place now, if you don't want the cast, we can, we can keep hold it together with some wire and mm -hmm. then they'll surgically remove the wire later once everything heals. So I said, all I was thinking about, I, I was like in a tunnel vision, you know, cause you was having to tell me quit being stupid. You know, I was like, yeah. no, as if I can get on stage and I ain't got one skinny forearm and as long as I can almost close my hand, I can pose and I'm good with that. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, and so that's what they did. So everything that you see here is them, you know, weaving wire well first getting in there to see what it looks like reset it and then weaving wire from this side through all the way to the other side you know back and yeah. forth yeah so i go tuesday to get the images i'm interested to see exactly how they got everything in there too um and so the guy was like look when you go to the gym he says just base it on how it feels he said put your soft splint on he said and use those straps look i was pulling up seth on youtube videos and showing the straps and shit. <laughs> just show how to use the isolator <laughs> yeah, yeah. unfortunately <laughs> everything that they show was like chest and back workout you know shoulder stuff but it wasn't like arm stuff you know but i, I explained he's like yeah put your splint on and that'll take the pressure um off of the actual area that the strap goes around and try it you know so uh that's where we are now um but this is what he told me. He says, here's what you got to think about. If this show is in December and you push it, get to the stage in December, and then you have career long issues later because of that, he said, how worth it was it? You know what I mean? And but it's not even, that's not even the point. I don't see how, I don't even see how you get to the stage. Like you can't train. You can't grip anything. So, so I can, so I can train legs. Um, I can do shoulders, handless. You know, and I was just going to do isolation movements. Like, I've been to the gym. I train legs. I train abs. I, I train, uh, I, look, I do, like, one-arm shoulder stuff, even with okay. this collarbone. I, I mean, one-arm chest stuff. But can I go heavy? No. But I was thinking, can I have enough tension to be able to maintain what I have enough to get there? Okay, this is, this is my thought processes. You get very very emotional about your placings and the way you look at shows right yeah. so my worst placing ever was the time i had an injury and i decided to try and compete anyways yeah like my worst look ever my when i tried to do the arnold's with a torn quad my legs yeah. looked small nobody give a fuck, nobody give a fuck that no. you oh look at what you've been through yeah no nope, nobody fucking because yeah. half the people don't know so most people are like why does he look like shit that's all i yeah. think so you're gonna go compete against the best bodybuilders in the world and you're like, yeah. oh, but I can do one arm this and fucking half weight this. And it's like, it's not, yeah. you're going to end up looking like at, I know you love your percentages. You're going to end up looking like 60%. And then yeah. people are going to, and people are going to say, he looks like shit. And you're going to get all bent about it. It's so funny. let me tell you, let me tell you my thought process 
and which is because I think sometimes, man, the universe or God, whichever one you want to call it, they put people in your life, you know, and so talking to you and and I want to tell everybody this because it was just us, but maybe it could be valuable for some people. You know, um, all year I've been on a mission doing, um, my team was supporting medical centers doing virus testing. So we were doing like security and traffic control, setting up testing sites for them. And as the people come, you know, we keep everything locked down for them all over, all over my state. And uh, I knew that, okay, coming up in November, I'm going to have to stop so I can prep. You know, I want to have, have this time focused just on that. Um, and listen, the day before uh, I got hurt was the day that I came off the mission. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are the two things, you know, that I consider a career? Bodybuilding and, and the Army. So I just came off my mission. You know, I left my team. And, uh, and so what's left? Bodybuilding. That's what, you know, I put all my focus in. So when that part is taken away, I felt the word is worthless. Like, okay, well, what good am I? Mm-hmm. You know? And listen, day one, I came off the mission. Day two, I got hurt. Day three, Aaron texts me and says, hey, we're going to need some weekly videos going up into the Olympia. Yeah. I was like, shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, had told, stuff. I had told him I got hurt. Yeah, so I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? Yeah. And how can I even make videos that look worth a damn? Everybody's going to find out I'm hurt and people's going to be talking shit. That's what the fuck you get. You should focus on bodybuilding and, blah, you know, all of this other stuff. So what the fuck am I going to do? And I just found myself stuck in this. In, when I teach resilience classes, we call it um, catastrophic thinking. I was stuck in this loop of everything that's going to go wrong. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I talked to you and, and you said, fuck, why don't you just make videos about your recovery, you know, yeah. and your training and everything leading up, you know, leading up to you recovering and getting ready for the Arnold. And, and it, it made perfect sense. However, you know, I still had to get out of my shell for that shit, you know? So it just became, for me, it became fuck who I helped me get out of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Help me get out of this jam. And I feel like such a bitch, man, because in real life, I'm nothing like this. You know what I'm saying? I ain't scared. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about nobody. Like, you know, when people talk shit, I talk shit back, you know, and embarrass them and pee on them. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck, you know, mm-hmm. but when when you're stuck with on social media world, I feel so um, vulnerable, man. You know, and you know the, but you know, you know, the social media world's not any fucking different, right? It's not any different. It's still the same fans that you see at the expos. Well, some fan will walk by and give you a nasty look and the next yeah. 50 fans will walk by and want to take a photo. Yeah, it's the yeah. same. And, it's the same. It's the same shit. Yeah, and, and and I made a promise to myself, and and you've told me this many times. You have one thousand comments, and you focus on the two sh- shitty ones from somebody who's probably like you know whatever. They just like to fuck with bodybuilders. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I said, stop focusing on all of the bullshit. And, and and honor the people that actually support you because it's actually disrespectful to ignore everybody that cares so much and focus on these two motherfuckers that don't give a fuck about you. Can I, can I tell you something? I just want to interrupt for one second because I want to tell you something about that. So there was a day, and I remember this day specifically. It was like three weeks ago or four weeks. I can't remember. It was when I was dieting. I posted a photo and there was like 200 comments. 
and I was scrolling through and, you know, everybody's like, you look great, blah, blah, blah. And then I found one where the guy's like, you look like shit or something. He's like, you look small. You look, you look like you're, you're 200 pounds, something. He said something stupid. And I, I was started to respond to him. And I thought, and I literally, I swear to God, I thought this while I was responding to him. I thought, why did I just skip over the, yeah. the 95 other comments where people were like, you look good. Yeah, so yeah. I stopped responding to the guy. I actually just restricted him. So now his comments just don't show up. <laughs> so, but I went back and liked every other comment and, yeah. and, and responded to the ones that had something to respond to. Yeah. And it, that's, you just touched on exactly the most important point is when you give the shithead so much attention, not only is it like hurtful to yourself, but it's kind of disrespectful to all the people that just said, you look awesome. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And, and, and so, and you know what, if you spend your time, focusing on all of the people that support you. You don't even have time to keep up with this one motherfucker, man. And no. you know, Seth, Seth, it's not fair because you got the fuck out before this social media shit got heavy, man. So no, you know, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. Seth's in the thick of it, man. That Seth, Seth gets that, more. That was going to be my question. Do you, do you have to deal with this shit too? Dude, look at his, go look at his fucking comments. It's like, if he posts something, he gets like 500 comments. I'm sure 50 of them are fucking assholes. Maybe not 50, well, it's okay. But... No, I, I, this is, it's so common because the, the biggest issue is, is that this is our heart and soul. So that we pour so much into it. And, uh, and, you know, the internet has created this environment for greatness to occur for us to put on display, you know, our best at everything that we do. And of course we're up for scrutiny. And most people look at us as fictitious people because We've achieved these things and they put us on a pedestal whenever we're just regular people doing regular people things. However, we are achieving some pretty incredible uh, feats. Uh, but those people that uh, like say negative shit, of course, I, I mean, I still focus on it here and there and I see myself like I let the doubt, little bit of doubt creep in. But at the end of the day, um, you know this, both of you guys know this. Uh, I, I coach my kids up this way too. Like no matter what occurs today, whether it was good or bad, whether you took first place or got an A on a test, got an E on a test, bombed an event in gymnastics, you still have to wake up the next day and go to work. You still have to put that time in. So if someone calls me a piece of shit, if someone says that I'm an asshole or I had a bad day or anything of that occurred, I have to live with the consequences, the results of what occurred, and then still go to work because I have a lot of people that do support me. My family loves me and I have to continue to work. So no matter what occurs, win, lose, or draw, good or bad, I still have to go to work tomorrow, just like everybody else, because all of us are in uh, positions of superiority within our circle. So that means that there's people that rely on us to be super, like to be the best that we can be so I can't focus on those people that don't like me because if they don't like me, if I did fuck up, if I did make a mistake or I, or I made a huge mistake here at work, whatever it may be, I still, I have to correct it and move on. I can't dwell. If I dwell, I will lose. Just like everybody in the world, they'll do the same. They'll lose. So, so would you say, and this is for, for you and for Fua, would y'all say that y'all have successfully been able to block that shit out mentally enough to be able to do everything that you want to do. And what I mean by is this like yesterday morning, I said, I need to make a post. What can I make a post of? 
maybe this, maybe I could say this, maybe I could do this. And I talked myself out of it thinking of what would people talk shit about of that thing. Don't that ever, I'm, don't ever do that. I'm not doing nothing. So you, 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 you don't, you, you can. Listen, can I tell you something? A, a long time ago, it was on Get Big. Remember Get Big, the, the yeah. forum? Yeah. There was a thread about Dorian Yates, I think. And in the thread, all they were doing was shitting on Dorian Yates and Ronnie Coleman. And I'm like, and I was still like, I think it was my first year as a pro. And I think I'm like, at that point, I realized there's absolutely nothing I can do to not get someone to talk shit. Yeah. You, po- you even posted a thing. I think you posted a picture of like a, a field of grass and you were like, let's see what you guys yeah, can yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, let's see, if, let's see if you guys can find something to bitch about. Listen, I'll tell you yeah. the truth. I haven't mastered ignoring those people, but I don't let them dictate what I'm going to post or what I'm going to do. Yeah. So that part I've, that part I've mastered because like yesterday I did a podcast with the carnivore diet doctor, right? I cannot, yeah. I cannot believe the fucking anger on some people just from this thing. And I'm like, I'm like, look, it's just a diet, man. You don't have to follow it. He's not yeah. telling you like, follow it or you're going to die. Like, he's just saying, this is my diet. This is what I like. Like, mm-hmm. but people are fucking losing their mind. So it's like, no matter what you do, no matter what you post, no matter what, like, I'm just trying to help. Right. I'm just trying, like, yeah. Hey, you come on my show, tell everybody about your diet. Some people will like it. Some people won't. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But people are fucking losing their shit. So I, I realized that I'm just going to post what I want to post, yeah. whether it's on Instagram or YouTube. But the only part I haven't mastered yet is there are days, like I woke up this morning a little bit disturbed. I was like, man, I can't believe how many people are fucking angry about this interview. Really? So I went for a drive. Like I went to do my cardio, but before I went for my cardio, I went for like a 20 minute drive. Yeah. And then as I was driving, I'm like, I'm in my That's truck. That's a dad move. Good job. <laughs> i'm not even a dad <laughs> so that's a good move though i like it so i'm going for a drive i'm in my I, I, i'm in my truck and i'm like man i really love this truck and then i'm like <laughs> no seriously and then i thought man i have so much to be thankful for yeah and then i started being thankful for like my business and my wife and my house and my success and all of a sudden all the people that were angry about the fucking podcast i could give a fuck about yeah, 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 yeah. So because it's a, it's a percentages game, right? Like if you touch if you touch a hundred thousand people, then there's going to be a small percentage of negativity with it. And as you grow, it's going to be that that that's, that that percentage is going to grow. Yeah. Like you know, I think about it sometimes. Sometimes like it's overwhelming to me, and I think and I and I'll sit back and I'll go, I wonder how Rich Piana dealt with it. Fuck, man! I, I was right? just thinking about him. Yeah, like Rich Piano is probably the most por- polarizing figure in bodybuilding because he spoke in absolutes. For sure, he didn't. He didn't give any leeway. He would be like, "You got to eat big to get big, or else you suck." It would. There was no like in between. Yeah. So, so, so he had fifty percent of people fucking hated him, and fifty yeah. percent of people loved him. Yeah. But he didn't give a fuck. And I That's what, do you do you think he truly didn't give a fuck? Or do you I think do. He I do. I do because I've seen him in public and he seemed very, okay. Nobody will ever know. Like only he knows, but I don't think you could do what he did every single day. And like, if it really affected him. Yeah. Cause look, you're somebody, you're somebody that. Sorry, go ahead. Rich was a good dude. Like he was crazy. We're all crazy. Don't get that twisted. But Rich was a good dude. And I think that like his every time that somebody would try and prank him or fuck with him or anything, it kind of showed that the dude was actually like a good guy that wanted to see people do well. 
he just was, he was definitely a character and that was a, a persona that he had who he was and he didn't deviate. Like he, he wore it on his sleeve and, and, and wore it hard. Like, but he genuinely, everybody that I talked to that knew him well, I never, I never met him or anything, but they said, dude was a good dude. Like yeah. super yeah. guy, like actually had a big heart for yeah. good people. Yeah. And I, that's I, all you can ask. Listen, I, I honestly think Cedric, I deal with it every fucking day and doing this podcast when people come on, I have to defend them. Like inevitably when I post this podcast, people are going to comment and go, Oh, you guys are bitches or something. And I'm going to have to defend us. Right. Like, so like every time I have a guest on, I have to go play police on my comment section. Cause I don't like people talking shit, but they all do it. Like not all, but there's always somebody who does it and you just got to live with it. But, but, but do you really have to? Because when you defend it, you make that bullshit live longer. Right. Like it, dep- it, it depends if somebody's just like Cedric's a fucking cocksucker fuck that guy then I'm not going to defend it I just delete it right I just like I block the guy and I get rid of it yeah. but if somebody actually has something to say that sounds like I should correct him yeah. then I'll, I'll go in and say no no you're wrong blah 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 right yeah. like so and you got to remember that a lot of people don't have as many wonderful things going on in their life as, as what we're talking about yeah. Yeah. You know, we're pretty sound and we're very well aware of our surroundings and our situations. We're all over the age of 30. And it's kind of like once you break that barrier 30, you get where you start living a little bit more and you understand life and how it's not always polite. Some people that have bad days or just are in really rough spots attack anything that they feel that they feel they should just to make their day better. And that's kind of how I deal with it. I'm like, dude, if you're having a bad day and you need to fucking hate on me. Go ahead, yeah. bud, because at the end of the day, like, my kids love me. You know what? My business is doing well, and I, I don't have any problems, man. Ain't nobody dying in my life, dude. I'm very lucky because uh, I know people that have really rough times, and I couldn't imagine going through what they're going through. And if somebody just wants to tell me I'm fucking short, fat, wide-waisted white dude, I look like a garden gnome, uh, anything that they want to say to fuck with me, I'm like, all right, dude, it's cool. Good. I hope you have a better day. I hope you get your dick sucked by your wife. I hope maybe you get a promotion at work. I hope you buy a new truck. Do something cool. Like I want to see. Okay, I want to okay. see people do well because. Wait a bro, minute. I, rough, bad situations. I was negative at one point. I ain't gonna have it no more. Yeah, yeah. I have a question before you go ahead, Cedric. What, yeah. How the fuck do you deal with? You know, you told me a story last time you were on the podcast about the team that you, you deal, you, the, the team you're a leader of in the military and how you go in and you clean up like, and you defend like a war area, like a, a battle area. Right. Yeah. How the fuck do you do that and command like grown men? And then you're like, this guy on Instagram said I'm an asshole. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, how does that, those two people, like how do they connect? I've, I've asked myself that so many times and the only way I can make sense of it is, you know, I'm, a, I'm an artist, right? Yeah. The only way I can make sense of it is some, if I was to paint a picture on a wall downtown, I would worry about how people felt when they viewed this art that I created, mm. which is completely different than working a job. You know what I mean? Like in the military, like but wait a minute isn't but you know but you know art but you know art is subjective right like your your favorite piece of art may i might think sucks 100 percent. but when an artist creates something 
I believe most of them create it with the hopes that everyone will like it as much as he liked it when he created it. Yeah, but, and, a, but an artist has to know. Like, an every, like, look, I know that no matter how great I was as a bodybuilder, somebody is not going to like my physique. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, well, look at it. Let's flip it from art then because most artists are really quiet and let's switch it to something like music and let's think about somebody like prince or michael jackson or somebody like that now i, I know some people say michael jackson's crazy as fuck but something that something that um that uh chris Aceto told me he said you know guys like elvis and prince and michael jackson they have the worst anxiety in the world how the fuck is that possible when you're the best at what you do and yeah. he said it's simply because you you are passionate and you care about what you do and you care about how people feel about what you do so mm. when you do that you allow yourself to be vulnerable to people's opinions mm. even though you may be the best you know the fact that you care about your creation is going to make you vulnerable for that and so <clears throat> in bodybuilding in turn it all turns us into um, artists in a sense because we're trying to create this look that we want to be approved mm. we know some people ain't gonna like it we know some judges ain't gonna like it we know some people ain't gonna talk shit but for some reason you know when that stuff happens it bothers i know i know it bothers me now there's probably some bodybuilders who could care less you know and, and look, we, go ahead. so everything you're saying is true yeah the, the difference is not that so i don't know if the difference is that some people don't care and some people do care i think the difference is how they react I, that's right. What you do with it. Like I always tell people, fear is a good thing. Negativity is a good thing. Uh, some people are like, I want to be positive all the time. I'm like, no, no, go ahead and tell me I'm a piece of shit. Cause I'm going to turn that shit into energy and I'm going to get even better. Right. And I don't mean just, I don't mean just in bodybuilding. I mean like maybe my business will get better, maybe whatever, but like, I don't think there's anything wrong with fear. I don't think there's anything wrong with negativity. It depends what you do with it. Sometimes, sometimes fear can be crippling. And that's what you're talking about. You're like, you're scared to post because you're like, I don't want to deal with the, any type of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. But, but in the Army, I don't give a fuck what the mission is. I don't care how, many, how big my team is. I know I'm going to kill it. I know it. I don't give a fuck what level of command I have to go talk to and tell them what the fuck the problem is or what they need to do to, to help me, you know, whatever. I can go in there standing so tall and so confident, no problem. But this, but I have a, re I know why though. I think I have, I think I know why, why? There's, a there's a level of control. You're so proficient at what you do in the army that your level of control is you're confident in it. You're like, I know what I'm doing. I know what I got to tell those people to do. I know what the mission is. I know how to finish it. But you don't, you don't have the same control in this because it's subjective and opinion. It's opinion-based. There, there you go. It's opinion-based. And, and in the Army, if you're fucking good and you're getting shit done, there is no argument in that. Shit is getting done. But with bodybuilding, it, you could look great and somebody else can say, ah, but I don't like, you know, it's, that opinion is what fucks it up, you know? Yeah. It's, it's also based on a passion in business. Yeah, true, too. Yeah. So, so look, wait, here's a question. Wait, wait, I think he's cut out for a sec. Wait. In business, your business being the military. How are you back? Yeah, you're back. Go ahead, Seth. God damn it. That's okay. You're back. Go ahead. No, I was saying the, the, the passion. Yeah. The passion part is for me where it's like, uh, I see the difference, but because in business, I don't have any fucking emotions. Yeah. There's no emotions allowed in business because you have people that rely on you. So you become emotionless and you do what needs to be done for the betterment of the situation. 
but in bodybuilding, we, you know, have passion, especially with, you know, whenever you're making posts and you're talking to people, this is what you love to do. So if you hear one negative thing, you're like, why the fuck are you fucking with me? I'm here trying to better everything going on and you're just yeah. being a dickhead mm-hmm. and it drags you down and it drags you from that positive. And, uh, but I think for me, at least it's always been a passion based thing. Like if I'm passionate about something, most of the time, anything that I do, I'm very passionate. Uh, but if whenever it comes to like a, a business uh, situation, such as, you know, the military stuff you do, you're like, no, this is what the fuck needs done right now. And there's no if, ands, buts or anything about it. I know what the fuck I'm supposed to do and you're going to do it. So, so, so that's a control factor. As well. That makes, that makes sense. That's because yeah. then you know what, there's no room for error and there's no room for bullshit. You just, yeah. you just, that's it. It's because, so yeah. Because Cedric, I'm guessing that the only reason that you've been in this situation where you know exactly what to do at the exact right time is because you fucked up that many times or watched people make mistakes previous and you're like, no, well, I got too many well people trained. to rely on. Well trained, well trained. Yeah. You know, give me, and, and in fact, I welcome challenges because I know it'll make me better. And I like when you have difficult situations, I love trying to problem solve and force force bad situations to become good because it just makes me better. Like I thrive on it and I love it, but I'm complete opposite in bodybuilding. Hey, can I ask you a question? If you're building one of your houses in the backyard, like you always do. Yeah. If I said that house sucks, would it upset you? Uh, no, because it's awesome. <laughs> <But that's- laughs> We're building it in carpentry shit. I'm a perfectionist, right? And so yeah. um, there's yeah, been times I build stuff and I've had pro guys come by and I'm like, hey, check this out. Well, this ain't right. That ain't right. And that ain't right. And I can accept it because I feel like, well, I'm still learning and I'm still trying to yeah. become better. So it's cool. You know, it, it has a completely different energy on it. And and I can continue to build stuff without being stressed out from it. You know, like, OK, this shit ain't working. I got to tear this whole motherfucker down and start over, you know, and, Wait a minute. and I, can enjoy, I can enjoy that process. You just what? said you just said something I thought of. Uh do you think with bodybuilding it's because we're, we, we are doing our best and we are giving our best and we're trying our best. And for some people, it's still not good enough. What did you say, Seth? He just said whenever he has pros come by and take a look at his carpentry work, he doesn't take it as he takes a critical, but it's constructive criticism from another professional. That's like one of us looking at each other and saying, like, whenever you send me a picture or, yeah. Or you see something like, oh, man, man, dude's yes, looking yes, good, man. I'm pumped, but yeah, yeah. he's got to get this much better. Yeah. And we're all going to be like, yeah, you see it. Yeah, Whereas yeah, if yeah. some show came down and started criticizing yeah. his house, yeah. it'd be like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so if Fuwai says, Cedric, you look good, man, but try to get it. You need to be drier, man. Just straight up. You, you got everything else. Just try to be drier. That to me is something that I can work with more than somebody saying, fucking Cedric is never in shape. You'd you know still I mean? you'd still be pissed off at me if I said that though. No, 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 because I, I can handle that because <laughs> I I would be frustrated with myself, but I can handle that versus yeah. never in shape. What the fuck are you talking about? Like all of us are in shape. What the fuck yeah. do you mean? You know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But so look, so I got I want it's not really a secret, but it's kind of a secret. So I uh I hired a hypnotist. That is a secret. I didn't know that. Yeah, so this so this guy, he's actually from Canada. I'm gonna get his information because I want to try to like document our sessions and stuff. And, um, what is it? What is this? What is it for? For so this sports hypnotism? Yeah. So basically, um, I, I I did that before, by the way, just for the record. And I think, and I am very pessimistic about it. However, I want to try it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So here's the theory. The theory is if you have the ability to apply confidence and bulletproof yourself in any other situation in life where you have to perform like the military, then you just need to try to apply that to other parts of your life. Yeah. And so it's just, there's blocks, there's, there's blocks and obstacles in the way, like maybe it could be your passion or, you know, maybe you got self-confidence issues that's keeping you from applying that. So yeah. uh, we're going to start, you know, we, I talked to him a few days after my, well, actually it was before I got hurt because I wanted to start going into the prep. And then when I got hurt, he says, let's see how your surgery goes. And after that, we're going to pick up. So our first session is tomorrow. Um, and so I was wondering if you guys ever, you know, went to therapy, like, I don't believe you guys have confidence issues to where you need to go see a therapist for confidence. But well, it's all related. It's all related, Cedric. It's all related. Like if you have, when people say I have anxiety, anxiety is usually related to self-esteem. Right. Yeah. So like, I mean, maybe not everybody's, but my, like my anxiety, for example, like I would get nervous going to certain places because of the way I thought people were looking at me. Yeah. So, so at its root, that's a self-esteem issue. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I think, I think confidence and, and self-esteem is the root of all of those types of issues. Yeah. 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 Would so, you, Seth, would you agree that, that anxiety, your anxiety or any anxiety you've experienced is, a, is based in confidence or self-esteem? Yeah. Uh, I agree with that to a certain degree. Uh, it, it plays a huge role with everything. I know me personally, like uh, I just tore my tricep. I'm recovered from it. It's been six months now. Everything's great. Back at it. But I always had those issues, like self confidence. Um, just I mean, it, it somehow it's it's within all of us. Whenever I, I went through the bullshit, whenever I went through the bullshit with my ex, and then I all this completely changed my life. I was I was the only person that my children could rely on. Just me. It was only me. It was the lowest I've ever been in my life. It was the worst. It was the worst point ever. It was the worst I've ever felt. I watched my kids go through things. I didn't want to have to watch them fucking go through all of these things. And through that negativity, that really bad situation, that's whenever I was like, maybe this was a good thing because I found more out about myself than ever before. And I realized that whenever a real problem comes into the world, like a real problem, nothing else matters. Like when a real problem arises, death in the family, your close family is lives are threatened, uh, a debilitating disease. Whenever these things arise, everything else becomes yeah, doesn't even fucking exist. And at that time, you could have told me anything, and I'd have been like, it "Doesn't matter, dude. I, I that's not a real problem. Yeah, I have a real problem at home. I have a real problem to deal with." I never want to see anybody, even my worst enemies, go through these negative things. So now whenever things arise, I'm like, all right, let's move past it. And it built my confidence into being this person where nothing is ever going to put me in that down as far as I felt at that point. So from here, everything's great. Um, and I think that's why whenever I see like somebody that's in a shitty situation, let's talk it out. If you're feeling like it's a problem, let's move through it and, and build you. Because, you know, you, 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 Cedric, you've been in the military dealing with seeing the craziest shit and you have to rebuild really bad things sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just, that's what built me into who I am from having a really, really shitty situation. Yeah, you know, one thing and really, um, with, with the military is 
it's, it, it takes, well, like I said, we teach something called resilience. And basically what it's about is thinking rationally. And a lot of times when we have anxiety or depression, we're thinking irrational. We're thinking about the worst that could possibly happen. And we're not thinking about the most likely to happen, you know? And, mm. uh, and so our fears are based on, you know, the, the worst possible situation occurring. And, 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 and so how do we deal with it? So, you know, people have PTSD and what do they feel like? They're, they're sad about some shit that happened in combat, you know, things like that. Well, let's think rationally. Are you in combat again? No. Are you home? Yes. Do you feel like you're going to get blowed the fuck up sometimes, but how likely is it for you to get blowed the fuck up at home? It's not likely. Okay. So start operating with that in mind. There is no fucking bomb here, you know? So when you feel like there may be one, remind yourself of what the reality is that you're living in now and not allow the old fears to affect, you know, the current situation. You know, you know what you just said? I, yeah. I talk, I talked about this book on the podcast before. There's a book that helped me with my anxiety more than anything else. It kind of was like the, the catalyst that made me start to feel better. And it's called The Power of Now. Mm-hmm. And basically get it on audio if you don't want to read or get the book. It's fucking amazing. It basically talks about what you just said. Yeah. We, when, we, when you have anxiety, you're either thinking of something in the past that happened or you're waiting for something that's going to happen in the future. Yeah. It's kind of like when you're posting, right? You're like, you want to post something, but you're like, what's the reaction going to be later? Yeah. It's like, just sit there and fucking post and just yeah. worry about what you're posting in that moment. Don't worry about the fucking reactions going to be later. Yeah. Yeah. So that to me helped more than anything, but. Okay. I got a question for y'all. If you could choose, would you rather be, and we can talk about for whatever reason, we can talk about it. Would you rather be a pro in the fucking nineties, late nineties, early two thousands, or would you rather be a pro in this time? For whatever reason, you can say back then because, or you can say now because. I would rather have been in the old days for many, 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 many reasons. That's tough. You know, honestly, I kind of got to live both, both, both things yeah. because no, not, not because I'm that old. No, not my age. No, no, no. No, no I'm just saying because my my career kind of took place in the middle where like. Yeah the contracts and the magazines kind of started to end and then social media took over. So I got the, a taste of both. Yeah. What I will say is you could be lazier and make a fucking great living and focus on just bodybuilding back in the day. Mm. Now you have more opportunities to make money, but you have to hustle more, but you're also a lot more connected. So if you like being connected, then it's better. Yeah. I honestly don't know which one I would pick because personally for me, I love bodybuilding, but I also love having like so many different avenues to like make money. Like I, yeah, yeah. I don't have, I'm with you there. I, I, we all, we all turned pro around the same time. So we all knew the magazine contracts were cool. Uh, The mailbox money, all that happy shit. But (laughs) I think uh, I definitely, (laughs) I definitely like the 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 anticipation from back in the day of never seeing anybody and then showing up on stage like you had no fucking clue what was going to happen. I remember waiting to go buy magazines to find out what occurred at a show a month ago. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, but, but, and, and if I was a pro back then, but wait a it minute. would be cool to have like like yeah. Dorian Yates. They called him the fucking shadow yeah. because he yeah. never came out until shows. Like that's cool. 
you know, nowadays that wouldn't fly today. That everybody's like, why isn't he posting? He's just trying to hide what he doesn't have. Or so, <laughs> but then today, but then again today, I'm like, I love it because we're so connected with everybody, and the internet has created these opportunities to become these people that we are, and have these ability to reach so many people and go to a show and be able to connect with fucking thousands of fans. So it's it's both it's got its ups and downs. But if I was a hardcore competitive bodybuilder. Like, that's all I did was compete. Back in the day, it was pretty cool. I like to close a lot, too. If you're just a hardcore bodybuilder, then yeah, back in the day is the way to go. But listen, think about it, man. You know, we're talking about shows. Right now, I do breakdowns leading up to shows, and I'll have some of the guys on before the show. And mm-hmm. fans, get, fans get fucking excited because then they get amped up. They're like, oh, fuck, Ian was just on the show, and then Hunter was just on the yeah. show, and they're going to do Tampa Bay this weekend. Then more people actually watch the show because they start to get invested in the guys, right? So there's that. And, true. Then, and then also, I feel like YouTube kind of gives you a platform to like t- tell people who you really are. Because back in, the oh, day, yeah. back in the day, the magazines told everybody who you were. And you had no personality yeah. and you had no outlet. You had no platform to talk about what you want to talk about. There's so many positives and negatives to both. Like, I believe with the limited access, there was no room for anybody to do anything but love you. No, that's not true, man. Bullshit. Listen. They just hated, I, they hated you, but you bullshit. couldn't hear them. No, you, when you, I see you so much, I can start to nitpick you. When I see once a month, I can't do anything. Wait, but- yeah, that's true. That's true. But th- no, but okay. So no. There's, there, there- <laughs> no, no, no. there's two parts to what you're saying. So the reason I know you're right is because when we travel to Europe, the fans there are like so happy to see us yeah. because they get such little access. So hey, I what happened when you do a, um, a guest appearance at the gym in your city? How the motherfuckers be looking? There's like, there's like two people there. There's like nobody fucking gives a shit. <laughs> Motherfucker hating on you and shit. <laughs> I know, I know. No, so I know, I know you're right. I know you're right that way. But it doesn't mean that, that like Kevin Lavroni didn't have fucking haters. They just, they, nobody could hear them. Nobody, I don't nobody. think so. I don't think so. I think because there was such limited access to this and everybody was so interested and so happy to see them when they That's finally did, point. I think point. it was all love. I think it was all love. There, it was no time to hate. Plus, but, there was a different generation back then and there were less people so free to speak their bullshit. You know, people, you know, well, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. That shit still well, matters. The, the other reason I think you might be right is there was no other shit. It was just bodybuilding. There was no classic. There was no men's physique. So the people that were following the sport were actually really passionate about the sport. So they might have been well, less. Well, 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 if you think about the crowds back then, there were a lot of just regular people that wanted to go see the bodybuilders. Yeah, but they were passionate about it. They were passionate about the bodybuilders though, right? Like now you might get, you might get like, you know, 25% of the audience might be men's physique fans. So then when you see the open bodybuilders come out, they're like, oh, that guy looks like shit. Yeah. So, 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 so just speaking on the crowd alone, one reason why I like the old days better than now is because there would be a bunch of people that admired bodybuilders and wanted to go see the show. Now, 100% of the show is other fucking bodybuilders. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these, these motherfuckers yeah. nitpicking you. They nitpicking you like... I should be up there or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Versus a bunch of, a crowd full of people that just appreciate. I'm glad you brought this up, Cedric, because me and Seth have been. I want to ask a question. Go ahead, Seth. You guys, uh, 
uh, like we're talking about like spectators and stuff and people haters and all this shit. Have any of you ever gone to something like, like I rarely go somewhere and nitpick the ever loving fuck out of it. No. Like if I go somewhere, I'm generally like pretty into like, I'm like, if I'm going to see a movie, even if like I'm going to see a movie yeah. that like Hannah wanted to and I don't, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, I'm here. So I'm going to make the best out of it yeah. and I want to see it. So, all right, cool. Let's, let's go with it. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't like it, I'm like, I just, I'm just okay. not into I got, it. I got you. Okay. Moving on. I got you, Seth. And then if I, now if I go to a men's physique show, I don't like men's physique. I'm not like a huge fan, but if I go, I'm going to be like, ah, bro looks pretty good. You judge them, you judge them, you judge them nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So watch this. Here's the difference. We'll make it. I don't, but what I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know what are, what's in people that makes them do that. I can tell you why. Because go dynamic. Imagine if, we go see a movie and everybody in the movie that's watching is fucking movie producers. <laughs> or, or, or they're, more, they're more critical, yeah. And, and actors, okay, yeah. versus a bunch of people that just want to enjoy the movie. You got a bunch of motherfuckers that's analyzing. You see what I'm that's saying? Right, that's right. And that's, yeah. the dynamic, that's the dynamic of the crowd now. What's but, that, I mean, it's just me personally. If I go and I see you and I'm like, oh, man, Cedric's off. I was like, dude, just he's this just isn't his fucking show. I'm gonna be like, I hope he nails it later. I'm not gonna go like, <laughs> did you see that piece of shit on stage? <laughs> I don't understand that. Uh, I don't. I don't get the disconnect of why people want to be so negative with it. And I'm just like, man, like, I can. Like, I can answer just that. Why? I can. I, I, I can. I don't have that. In. Sorry, Seth. I can answer that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh when you see Cedric on stage or I see you on stage or whatever, and you're off the reason I'm not going off. Oh, fucking Cedric was like shit. Cause I understand what it took to get there. And I understand that you can miss a mark and I understand how hard you have to diet and you understand what the person's gone through. The, 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 the fair weather fan or the guy that's never fucking committed to a show or dieted for a show or anything can't fucking feel that. So they're just like, they, they they're flipping about it. They're like, ah, oh, he looks like shit. They don't understand that like a lot of heart and soul went into that, even if he missed the mark by 1% or 5% or whatever. Right. The problem I have though is, and I wanted to ask Cedric about this because me and Seth have been talking about it is, and, and Cedric, I'm only asking about this because you sent me a text one day and you said, and I remember specifically you said to me one day when I retire, we'll run this shit and we'll be nicer to the young guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I know that I know kind of what you're getting at, but yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a, lot, a big part of the problem because there are people yeah. sitting in the audience that do know what the fuck we're going through mm-hmm. and still don't have that respectful. Um, Somebody, look, what we're, we're gladiators. And I hate to say that because we're not fucking tough guys just by getting on stage naked, right? But just, you know, we're, we're, we're the athletes. Somebody is supposed to help generate the support and the appreciation for what we do. You know what I'm saying? And uh, when you got somebody that, that, or people that could simply, you know, they could express their opinion in a way as if I was much better than that then, or, you know, different shit like that. And, and it changes it. And what we need is, you know, if we love this sport and we want it to grow, we have to find a way to remove as much 
negative energy from it as we possibly can. If we really wanted to grow, because right now we are really already dealing with, you know, the fact that, oh, we're so fucking big and crazy looking that the sport shrank down to where your audience is just other fucking competitors. Anyway, we're already dealing with that. So what we need to try to do is, is make the sport more accepted and more appreciated. And I feel like when, when we are the ones commentating and interviewing and going to shows and doing all of this stuff, I believe we can take a stage full of people with different bodies and some of them look shitty and we can point out something good about those same bodies. Instead of shining a spotlight on what's not so good about them, we can shine a spotlight on what attributes they actually bring to the show. And this is what they used to do back in the 80s and the 90s. Listen, nobody looked amazing if you compare it to how we look now, like because the conditioning level was different and stuff. But everybody brought something. Everybody mm -hmm. brought something unique and that the uniqueness is what was appreciated, right? Like this dude right here got huge ass legs and that's it. But nobody's saying, oh, his upper body sucks. They're saying, fuck, I can't wait to see his legs again. Mm -hmm. Some, this guy had an amazing back or whatever, or this guy had amazing abs and nobody was saying, oh, he's all abs. They were like, fuck, I can't wait to see his abs. You know, because that that is what was appreciated about them. And and I wish we could get more into, you know, to that part of it. And I think we I think we'll be successful at it. Do you think that a lot of the a lot of Internet YouTube videos uh, are people reviewing other people's music, the reviewing movies, the reviewing physiques, the reviewing programs? All they're doing is reviewing all these things in their quote unquote reviews. But sometimes it's like a bash session. Yeah. Or sometimes it's yeah. like doing all the negative things that they've done. And these videos get hundreds of thousands, if not millions of views. And I'm like, hey, this is kind of creating like a really negative environment because we're viewing, we're reviewing other people's passions. Yeah. And if that is a complete douchebag, like, like, like somebody's like creating fake programs and selling it. And then like somebody puts them on blast. That's one thing. But like these constant reviews of everything, I think that's a that's a kind of a dangerous environment and it, and it creates this, this place for people to uh, like rather than be non-biased and just like tell everybody okay. information like a journalistic standpoint becomes a review and scary. So Seth, so what I'm able to do is with the Internet, I can I can make myself a self-titled analyst. Yeah, that's and all I really got to do is I got to follow everybody, put notifications on everybody, so as soon as Fuad throw his shit up, I can throw his shit up before anybody else can see Fuad's, and I can bring news, and I can put my spin or my opinion on what I see. Now I'm a famous, popular fucking analyst. And then you know what I got? At least a few thousand people that are, you know, feeling the same way as I do, simply because I was the first voice that they heard. Yeah. You know, how many times have you been at shows and – you know, people throw shit like, you know, back when MD or whoever used to cover shows and all we will be doing is sitting on the forums waiting for a picture to go up and waiting for the commentary to go up, you know, with the picture. And they would say, oh, this guy looks like this. And people, look, I'm at the show. They look nothing like this picture right here. They actually look great. But yeah. because the first word you hear is that a particular opinion, then that's what people go with. Yeah, and yeah. that's the dangerous part about this generation is, you know? Yeah. It's funny. I think Scary. people... People are, are really thirsty for that kind of shit though, Seth, like that, that, um, yeah. that negative review, the real, cause you know why? Like I, so I had the carnivore MD on and a bulk, yeah. a bulk of the comments were, 
you should have this other scientist on so he can debunk him and they can debate. And I'm like, why? Why? I had one, I had one scientist on. He said his opinion. I had the other scientist on. He said his opinion. Why do they have to debate and fight? And like, why do you have to debunk? I'm like, you can listen to the information and you can make your own fucking opinion. Who are? Because I don't want information. I want entertainment. That's why. And they, want to, they want to see one guy shit on the other guy. And I'm like, it's entertaining. That's not fucking helping anybody. Think about like, it, man. Look at reality TV. What is it? A bunch of fake shit motherfuckers fighting. Yeah. You know? Come on, man. Think about I find, it. I find it crazy because, you know, Seth, I see those same videos and I'm like, this guy's entire platform is based on shitting on everybody else. It's, 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 uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's entertaining. It is. It is, it is entertaining. <laughs> but my, it is entertaining. But, <laughs> but like, like the problem is, is it's fucking with your psyche. It is. It's like watching porn every single day. Yeah. And then like I, I, the reality, I, I, like, you know, do you, <laughs> every fucking day. So, yeah, but and you, it's like, I go into reality. I'm like, so like, I can't go ass to mouth and like, and blow my load over you in the face and in your eyeballs. <laughs> why, can't you, why can't you make? Why you can't make your butthole do what that girl butthole did? <laughs> now I'm the critic. Hey, wait a minute. Now, I'm so, I like uh, I review my life. Wait a minute. A little off topic. So, if you watch porn, you guys watch porn every day. No, not every day. Cedric no. does. Does it? Does it fuck with you in the bedroom or no? You're like, you're like my shit. You're like, you, you can't fuck sometimes, right? You're like, I better stop watching porn. <laughs> yeah, so, so do that. <laughs> and your girl, your girl's like, your girl's like, what's wrong with you? You're like, uh, I've been watching too much porn. And no, it's like really you just. You need to quit looking at your porn, okay? What did you say, Seth? I can't do it. <laughs> I was just saying it'll fuck with me. I'm like, man, that dick, that dude's dick was huge. <laughs> too much. Too much. <laughs> I didn't know there's things could do that. What? Uh, what's your favorite? What's your favorite? Whenever, you have, Wait. whenever you have that environment, it fucks with your psyche. So even if that video is entertaining of that person, it, it'll throw you off because then you feeding into the negativity. Yeah. You start feeding it. You start kind of craving it. That's that weird shit where you like. Um, it's like junk food. Uh, for your, it's like junk food for your brain. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and listen, listen, here's something very, very important, I believe. The people that love us and appreciate us the most are the quietest. Oh, yeah. And we never get to hear them. So right now, even now, when we talk about the current environment, we have a skewed perspective of the environment because... We can't go by all of the people that would rather not even be in the argument and stand up for us. We only hear the loud ass ignorant motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cedric, I'm telling you, man, the number one reason I still post things, you have no idea. Listen, you have no idea how many times I've walked upstairs from a podcast and said, or from like answering comments and said to my wife, I'm not doing this shit no more. Really, man? Yeah. Yeah. Because... I put, listen, I do all this shit myself. The camera, the lights, the editing, the fucking, the whole thing. I fucking do it myself. I spent money on all this crap. I have to get all the interviews. I have to fucking try and think of questions. Like, I'm not good at this stuff. I just wing it. Yeah. So pretty good at it. Well, <laughs> the thing is, so when it's like that passion you're talking about, right? Because when I do something, I want people to like it. 
Yeah. So when you read in the comments and like 40 people are like, that was shit, that guy's shit, there's whatever they're complaining about. Fuck. I go up to my wife and I'm like, I need a break. Yeah. I, and I said this to her before my morning drive this morning. They were talking about, I said this to her when I was getting in my truck. She goes, what's the matter? I go, I think I just need a break from the podcast. And yeah. it was, and it's because of the fucking nonsense. But then it's what I said in the beginning of this podcast. I literally thought to myself as I was driving around, I'm getting dozens of messages every day from people how, about how much they love it. Yeah. So now I'm punishing oh, all the okay. fucking good people yes. because of these fucking shitheads that are like this, this, just yeah. The, yeah. the smallest amount of people, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And, and, you, and you know, Fua, we got to, you know, it's not, it's not easy to do when you, you know, you work with a bunch of motherfuckers who personalities you really don't like, right? But I think we have to start taking the time to empower each other sometimes what do you think i'm doing on the podcast you don't right, fucking right, come exactly, on exactly that's yeah, but if you life. if you came on once a week we'd be fine right so like if what i need to do and what and what seth needs to do is when we understand that you fucking struggling it helps to every once in a while say hey man how you doing with this bullshit you know what i'm saying and hey we're just hanging you know what i'm saying to give you that reminder that what you're doing ain't for nothing and it ain't just for those stupid 30 motherfuckers that's talking shit you know what i'm saying to help to reinvigorate uh, you. You get what I'm saying? To like help recharge you. And I think we kind of, look, my weaknesses are different from yours and different from Seth. And if I had a weekly, like you said, a weekly conversation with you or a weekly conversation with Seth, it would help me get through my tough times and my weaknesses. But because we're all in our separate lives, you know, dealing with our own challenges, then we sometimes can get bogged down into our own fucking mud. You know what I mean? Mm. And, uh, and I think, I honestly think we were designed in a way to where we and have different strengths and weaknesses so that we can uh, depend on each other and rely on each other to make it through. Cause that's how we're supposed to be as a community, you know? Mm. And there's, and there's a, there's a whole lot of people out there that look to me, look to you, Fuad, look to you, Cedric, and they wait for a podcast. They wait for a post. They wait for the stories that you post because there we get to, we get to sit here and talk about our passions. I get to live mine out every single day. And these people sometimes work really, really rough jobs and they're in really, really bad situations. And all they're looking for is that video you popping up going, what's up dudes? Like just busting balls or being yourself because that lightens up their day because their day is actually kind of shitty. But you'll never know. No, no, you, you will though, Cedric. This is the thing, dude, I got a message from a guy uh, two days ago. Yeah. Two days ago. He's like, I'm going into heart surgery tomorrow. I just want to say thank you. I've been watching your podcast while I'm at the hospital yeah. and blah, blah. So I messaged him back. I said, dude, good luck with your surgery. Let me know when you're out. Okay. Yeah. He messaged me back yesterday. Hey man, post-surgery, I'm doing good. Sent me a photo of himself, like still in his gown. Yeah. That kind of shit feels good. And it's that guy that I right. think about when I, when I, when some cocksucker comes on and says, your show sucks. It's yeah. that guy that I think about. Now here's what you don't know. There's a thousand other motherfuckers that don't even have the courage to no, write no. you. I do know that though. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I still keep going. Yeah, so, yeah. This is why. This is what infuriates me about you. Okay. 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 And I'm going right. to talk. <laughs> I'm going to talk about you like you're not here for a minute. Yeah. Seth. Cedric, and I'm sure Seth knows this from being at an expo with you. When you're at a fucking booth, not only do the fans gravitate towards you, but the people working at the company are waiting for you. Like you're leading the way. We said, talked about this last time here on the podcast. You're leading the way without even fucking knowing it. 
and you have like 600,000 followers on Instagram and you post like once a month. Like <laughs> people are fucking waiting for you to tell them anything. Just be yourself. Like that, and, and that's the frustrating part to me is I'm like, man, if I had Cedric's, if I was in Cedric's head, I would be at the top of the game right now. Like you, you're doing yourself a disservice by hiding is what I'm saying. Yeah, right, and, and, and I gotta quit bitching about it too, like because that shit don't get so there's, hard. A of, there's a whole lot of good people out there, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the excuses don't go but so far, okay. You know, so, I, yeah, so let me let me say this moving forward because you, we are where we are, and you're not going to do the show because you're injured, and I think that's a good call on your part. And I think Cedric would, I think Seth would agree with me on this. I think if you started doing weekly recovery videos they would blow the fuck up. This is how I'm getting by this week. This is what my training looks like this week. This is what I did in rehab. This is what I, I know. It sounds like a nightmare to you, but listen, the, the one thing you have is you have somebody willing to shoot it for you. You don't even have to do any of the fucking work. Yeah. You just have to. If, if, if Cedric, if you put out a video every single week of just you doing stuff, the big thing is, uh, number one, anything that you do, people are going to gravitate towards because, bro, I'm I'm genuinely like entertained by you, and I'm I consider myself friend, distant. We haven't talked in forever, but like, bro, you're entertaining. It's fun to be around you. People like that, and whether a video starts out, if you just get ten thousand views on a video, or fifty thousand views on a video, or a hundred or a million, if you get ten thousand views on a video, and this is something that a lot of people misconceive about the internet because it didn't go viral. Bro, if you get 10,000, that's 10,000 people. I want you to line up 10,000 fucking people and look at them. I want you to line up 20,000 people and be like, man, there's a lot of fucking people there. Yeah. 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 That's a lot of people. And if you have 100,000 views on a video, bro, that's a lot of views. A million. And you're like, oh, well, what about, you know, this person getting this many views or I didn't get this many likes or this or that. Like that's something that, that has been created through social media. And I'm like, no, 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 no. 10,000 people, 10,000 views is a lot of people that watch that video. Line up 10,000 motherfuckers. But I don't think, I don't even think you care about that shit. Do you, Cedric? You just, you just don't want to, you don't want to do it because you're scared at, not scared, but you don't want to deal with the, any kind of bullshit, but you don't really oh, care I'm fucking, if like. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking scared, man. Yeah, but like, you don't really care if like, if a hundred thousand or 10,000, you don't really give a fuck about the numbers, well, do you? Well, that, that, what that does, the numbers put a value to me, it puts like a worth amount on your shit. So yeah. it, I don't know if you let it do that. Don't let it do that, man. Cause yeah, yeah. And so, so look, so I talked to, talk to the hypnotist. I, I said, look, this is what I have to do. I said, I've been avoiding it my whole fucking career. And now I got a boss that's like forcing me to come out of my shell. I said, so instead of me being the man I normally would and be like, you know what? Just fuck it. I'll just, you know, go be a soldier. I want to try to attack this weakness that I is obvious that I have. I said, so I need to be posting regular. I need to be able to be more open and come out of my shell, share myself, you know, with social media and stuff like that. And then the second part is I need to try to alleviate this anxiety when I go to compete because I feel like it affects how I look. And uh, he says, well, let's work on that. Let's focus on it. He said, we can start out just what you said. Let's start out with the, with the recovery videos. You know, and so I've already got my mind made up. Like, look, this morning I was like, nah, fuck, I'm not doing this podcast, you know? Like, <laughs> That's why I text you. I'm like, are you still coming? Well, I had to, right? Because I'm, <laughs> you, 
make me have to. I don't have a choice now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I'm kind of like, and like I wanted to text you last night and tell you, thank you for helping like pull me out of, you know, out of this shit, you know? And 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 I hate for it to seem like I'm using you, but I kind of am. Cause no, it's all good, I man. Really can't, I really can't do this shit by myself, you know? And it's so weird, so. Can I I'm, say something to you real quick? I'm, yeah. I just want to say something real quick. I, I lost a very good friend earlier this year because he wouldn't talk to me. Yeah. You understand? I asked him. People don't think I asked because we because the last podcast we did or one of the last podcasts we did before Luke passed, yeah. he said some shit and we kind of laughed it off and it, whatever. But we had conversations and he wouldn't open up to me. Yeah. So if you need, that's why this is important, right? Like, and I'm not saying you're at that play in that place or anything, but look, man you got a fucking problem. You got to talk it out. It's just the way it is. Like, I don't, I don't, I think it's silly to just kind of wallow or, or sit in your own shit and, and try and figure it out when you have friends there for you. Yeah. yeah. You know, you do, you're a dad. You do dad shit. You don't look like a dad doing dad shit, but you are, you know, building a huge, building a, building a house on top of your house or all the gardening you do. It's like you're doing like the fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger out in the fucking out, outside, big as fuck, over six foot tall, all jacked. And it's like in those times, whenever if you put those on camera, if you put those small things on camera, five minutes, 10 minutes of just talking about what you're thinking about as you're doing it, because you're a pretty methodical person. You do things with purpose. You do things with passion. And I know that like, even though I'm a fuck off in my videos, but the way I talk and the way I attack my day, my goals, I just do my personality. And I think that if you just put out like your thought process of like, why are you gardening so much? Why do you have a garden? that's like fucking 50 by a hundred. Why do, why, why don't you just hire somebody to, to build that, you know, go through those things. And I mean, bro, people connect with that, especially because you're doing so many different unique things in your life that are outside of the wheelhouse of many people. I mean, yeah. I watch YouTube videos. I watch a lot of you, different types of YouTube videos and I don't know why I connect with them. They're just interesting to me. And I think that, uh, I think you carry that quality. And I mean, I, if I were, if I was you, I would not hesitate in the slightest to go about it in that way well, this at is, all. This is the thing. Like when I said, you know, film your recovery, that's bodybuilding specific. But if you really want people to connect, dude, I wish I could do all the shit you do. Yeah. If I could build a fucking, cool. if I could, if I could build a fort and like garden and like ride a motorcycle and like all the cool, like I can't do anything. I'm like, I'm like eat and work out. That's it. Yeah. Like, that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what, man? Like, I, like, like you have so many different, like you have so many different things to film. I have nothing. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, somehow yeah. I still managed to have a page. Like, yeah, and I get pissed off and it's like, you need to post some stuff. And I'm like, fuck, man. You know, and, and, you know how easy, you know how easy it is to, you know how easy it is to film something? Watch. You're going to go out and garden, right? Put a yeah. fucking camera and put it on time lapse and let somebody watch you build your garden box. And, and that's it. It's like, so, so here I am, here I am pissed off and I'm like, okay, what do you want the video? What should I make? He said, bro, I don't care anything. Yeah. Anything. You know what SciTech? You know what Sci, You know what SciTech used to say to me? SciTech would be like, "We want a video." I'm like, "I don't know what to film." They're like, "We don't care if you're sweeping your kitchen floor. We want you to. We want you to film it." I'm like, yeah. "Okay." And then and then I would do it. And then I would do it, and people would watch it. And I'm like, "Okay." 
And it can't get no easier than that, man. Like it really can't, you know. And it's just it's it's just me being a bitch about it. Like, oh, but what if you know? And I I got I got to get out of that shit. I don't want to grow old like thinking about what I could have done, you know. Yeah. Don't read the comments. Don't read nothing. Just you could put up a video garden and be like, I'm a gardener. That's just. I mean, that's it. If Kai Green can put on a motherfucking afro, and goddamn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. <laughs> and don't give a damn what nobody think, you know? Like, all right. <laughs> all right, so you got videos coming, you got videos coming, Cedric, right? No, no, no bullshit. Like, I'm doing it this time. Like, and I'm, I'm not bullshitting around no more. All right, more. Like, everybody that is watching this, subscribe to Cedric's YouTube channel. It's it's yeah, out, yeah, it's, out, it's outdated, but it's gonna get it's gonna get re, re, repopulated very soon. Hey, that motherfucker, man! They might be done shut it down by now. That bitch so <laughs> <laughs> you know, activity on it. But I'm I'm definitely gonna work on it, man, for real. All right, yeah. Cedric, uh, it's good to have you on, Seth. Thanks for coming on uh, impromptu uh, visit. Yeah. I appreciate hey, it. Hey, look, and to, all, right, to all of your what's that? To all of your um to your podcast viewers. Yeah. Um, I want to apologize for making this podcast into like a Cedric therapy session. Um, but I, I want to make it up to y'all. You know, we're going to do me and Fuad are going to come up with like some topics and shit. And, um, you know, Just come on. Ask, hey, we don't have to do that. Right. It's my ask you some dumbass questions about what type of girl body, but I'm going to come up with some shit to fuck him up too. That's man. what they like. That's what they like. That's what they want to know. Yeah. So let's try to. Let's try to um, make this a regular thing where we get on some time and talk about stuff, you know. And Anytime whether it be, you, you know, let's talk about different training styles, different diet styles, different. Nobody you know, wants to hear that yeah. shit. Nobody wants really? to hear that shit. Well, first of all, your theories are fucked up. And second okay. of all, yeah, because Seth, listen to this. Cedric fucking texts me. Oh, come like, on, man. Ah. No, no, no. Cedric texts me like two weeks out from the fucking Chicago Pro before I had pulled out. And he's like, I think you should train full body every day from here on into the show. I'm like, what? No, no, no. Okay, wait, Seth. Wait, Seth. Seth, what the wait fuck? a second. Listen, Seth. Because uh, see, listen, to the, listen to this theory. Here we go. Here we go. All right, Seth, you, you have a very scientific mind. So I oh. bet you when I'm done, you're going to understand this, okay? If you don't understand this, it means you're not very smart, okay? So. I'm ready. As you start to go low calorie. Right, uh, low, all right. low carbs and all that shit. Okay, the main the main goal is to try to maintain muscle, right? Mm. Okay, so let's let's let all of the carbs and the nutrients that we're taking in go to muscle maintenance, not not necessarily muscle repair. When you do a full a full workout, you're probably going to break down a bit of muscle tissue. True. Yes. Mm-hmm. So let's do full body, but listen, full body, but only one to two sets per body part and that one set is to complete failure and that's it on every on on every body part every day maybe maybe one warm-up set and then one set to complete failure for quads and then guess what you're done move on to hamstrings and do that one set for every body part daily yeah now now tell me that that shit don't make some sense don't make no fucking sense (laughs) no no I can't do it. I got way too much. I got way too much bro science in me. I'm gonna bro split the shit out of this. <laughs> bro split the shit out of it. Fuck you guys. I'm gonna put that on. I'm gonna put that on a shirt. I'm gonna <laughs> your theory, Cedric. Your theories. Your theories. Since I've met you, have been the most 
fucking out there theories I've ever heard. I love them. See, I don't talk about them because then when I get my ass kicked, they say, oh, that's why he got his ass kicked because he's training like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, guys. Listen, I got to go. I'm fucking going hypo. I got to go fucking eat. Okay. I I love you guys, man. Thanks for coming on. Love you too, man. Thank you. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Bye.